Hey ladies, welcome to the Diamond Hands podcast. So you want to own a med spa? Welcome to our community and explore the exciting industry of medical aesthetics and hear from experienced med spa owners and relevant industry experts to guide you on your path. Mindset, money, practice management, marketing, find it here. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Diamond Hands. Today, we are so excited to have Dr. Dina Ben-David. She is the founder and clinical director of Divine Med Spa in Martha's Vineyard. Welcome. Thank you. It's so awesome to be here. It's so awesome to have you. And to our listeners, I just got to say, it's the day before New Year's and we're recording. I look a hot mess. Afro's all out. I don't have a glass of wine in hand. And Dr. Dina has some interesting headphones on. Tell us more about those. <laughs> can we screenshot this? Or is it recording? Like, so people we can see? Definitely. I'm screenshotting this. Yeah. Right no, it's a situation. Yeah. So just like backstory. And I'll probably put it on my IG stories later. Because my, my six-year-old actually took a video of my 10-year-old, 11-year-old, um, giving me a 30-minute tutorial on how to use his gaming headphones. Oh, that's great. Because, no, dude. So I, it was two hours ago. I checked this email from you. And you're like, oh, you need sound proofing headphones. I'm like, shit. I'm like, Noah. I'm like my son. I'm like, no, I need your headphones. He comes up like all gingerly holding his he- his gaming headphones. I, I don't know how the hell much they were, but they're like all high tech oh stuff. God. And he's, and so he literally gave me a 30 minute tutorial on how to use these things. So they have like these led things yeah. and like, it's all lit up. And I look like I was joking earlier that I look like I'm lying an airplane or yeah. in the or in the tower directing airplanes i don't even know what but it just well, looks like we're all about manifesting for 2021 you Listen. know the divine experience divine life you know and you may be co-piloting your own private jet who knows Listen, i am manifesting all the good things for everybody <laughs> not just me exactly amen so you know what you know just we're gonna open up with these top three and i know that you're kind of into these things so you know first of all what's your kind of like tell us a little bit about your practice how you started and how you ended up in martha's vineyard of all places oh my god what a story okay so i actually came here um i'll kind of go like reverse like as far back as you know, when I came here. So I came here, I was a traveling nurse. And I actually feel like a fraud saying that <laughs> because this was my very first assignment. So when I say, oh, as a traveling nurse, people are like, oh, where else did you go? It's like, nowhere, nowhere else. This was it. Because <laughs> I came here and I met Shane, my husband. Oh. And I know. And then I took like another assignment here. Like, you know, I do, I stacked my assignments. Mm-hmm. And then finally, after the second assignment, it was like six months later, I'm like, listen, dude, you got to shit or get off the pot. Like, what are we doing? Is this like going to work? Like, am I, cause I'm just not going to keep taking travel nurse assignments on Martha's Vineyard the rest of my life. Like what's yeah. happening. So yeah. So then we, I moved in and you know, here we are, you know, 17 years and two kids later. Oh wow. That's amazing. Actually three kids, three kids. Cause he's my <laughs> biggest child. I was like, are you pregnant? No, no, hell no, 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 no. <laughs> so and all, all y'all married women out there know that that is, that is true. That is legit. Yeah, it's, it's intense. I'm a former, I'm a former part of the club. I'm working on my second title. Oh, um, girl. <laughs> you know, girl. So that's so awesome. So, you know, what I want to ask you kind of like, you know, with the top three, tell me what's your favorite marketing hack. 
what do you do to stay motivated and consistent? And what's a business goal that you accomplished that you thought you never would have been able to? Oof. Okay. So marketing hack. Um, geez, I would say that probably the number one, and I'm certainly not a master at this at all. Um, I'm still working on trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work. Um, you know, the best things that's going to drive business. Mm -hmm. I would say, I would say, and I certainly would not, I've come as far as I have not because of, of me, because of the team and the people around me. And that's one thing I need to emphasize heavily. Yeah. Um, not only my immediate team, but like my cohort of bubbles around me. So, um, you know, my marketing people and my thread people that help promote me per professionally in a different way. Mm -hmm. um, and then just other people that, that we work with. I wouldn't be where I am without every piece of that puzzle. So I just have to say that. Um, but in terms of marketing, the one thing I would, I would say is authenticity there, there is there, and there's, it's really no secret. It's being authentically who you are and we're all different. We're all unique. We all have our attributes. We all have our shortcomings. Mm -hmm. One thing I found help that helps is, is bring in some of the personal people. Some, and I get criticism for this because people are like, I don't want to see your kids. I don't want, I, well, that's fine, but this is, that's big, a big part of who I am as a person. And I think it's important, you know, for people when they walk into my facility to feel like they almost know me on that like friend level mm -hmm. versus they're just coming into a sterile environment and without having any type of, you know, pre notion or anything of kind of what they're walking into. So that's important to me just from a business side and a personal side. Um, so bringing in, you know, a little bit of the personal part, being authentic and almost ma ma making fun maybe isn't like the right terminology I'm trying to say, but like anything that people may perceive, if you will, as a shortcoming, or maybe like things like that, mm -hmm. almost like put them on a pedestal and showcase wow. them, you know, and, and that's difficult to do at first. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it makes you more real, it makes you more human, it makes you more relatable. And we all have shit, no yeah, matter yeah. what that is, you know, all these like, Instagram BS, like it's literally just that it's BS. Literally. No one is, no one is perfect. No one has these, you know, it's all filtered. It's all bullshit. And it's like, we have to get over. And then I'm kind of like deviating a little bit from, I think what your question was, but it's, that's important to me. That's mm -hmm. for, to be able to relate to people. So like, for example, it was my son's birthday a couple of days ago. And I posted a thing of, of him, my husband, cutting his birthday cake. And I purposely posted a video of my Shane and I bickering back and forth. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is, but it's just like, this is real shit. Like we're joking. It's not, you know, but it's like, yeah, yeah. We're being assholes to each other because that's what we do. That's like what everyone does. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's important for people to feel like that level of comfort. Um, I think that runs deep. Um, and then in just, and I'm sure we'll get to this um, in a second, but when people are coming in to get services at a facility such as mine or other, you know, other ones, um, it's important for them to feel that you're a real person and then you're not just this, you know, so that to me is important. That's awesome. And, you know, my, the second question, you know, I had is like, what keeps you motivated and consistent? Like, what do you do to kind of keep in your A game all the time? Because running a business isn't a joke. <laughs> Well, I would put this question out to all the other people that I admire out there because I don't know the answer to that question. I'm still trying to figure it out <laughs> myself. <laughs> okay. I don't know. 
um, you know, one thing that I'll, I'll definitely say is, you know, never knowing, never assuming or thinking, you know, everyone has to stay humble. You know, we, yes, we're, you have to be confident, but there's a way to be humble and confident at the same time. Mm-hmm. You can't ever go into something thinking that you're better than shit, that you know more than other, other people, because everyone has their qualities. Everyone has their shortcomings, right? Yeah. We always have to be looking to everybody for learning opportunities. Cause we can, I, I'm a trainer. I go all over and I train people very new techniques and things, but that doesn't mean that I leave, I leave every single, and this is no joke, every single training across the country, I leave with pearls that they've taught me. Wow. Every single one of them. So you have to remain humble yet confident, but you have to remain humble and understand that there are things that you can learn from everybody around you. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is a lot of people kind of put this wall up and they just think, well, I'm just, you know, no, you can, you can be great at what you do and you can be a master at what you do, but still be open to learn other things in new ways. And so that's, you know, basically the mindset I've always gone into is just understanding that I have so much more to learn. So I was joking before, like, I don't know the answer, you know, people please tell me and, and I'm being serious. Like, I don't know what I can tell you that's helped me progress is just knowing that I don't know it all. And I'm just constantly wanting to grow and evolve and um, help those grow and evolve around me. Yeah, that's that. And that's so awesome. I think that's a really great kind of like mindset to have, because even in my industry, I, I tend to see it people who are like, oh, you know, I've been in finance and I've been doing estate planning and business session planning for 20 years, 30 years. They think they can't learn anything. And it's like, but they're left behind because they're doing everything the old way that they've been doing it. And it's like, you can learn from someone who's been in business for a day because sometimes people just have different viewpoints. hundred percent. And on that note, it's like, sometimes you're like, who are you trying to convince? Hmm. Like, like that's a, on a deeper level, but like, for people that need to, that feel the need to keep reminding people of what they've achieved and what they've done and who they are and what they've accomplished, et cetera, mm-hmm. who, who, who are you tra- like, there's more to that, I think. Yeah. So again, you gotta, you gotta keep checking yourself, girl. And we all do it. We're all yeah. human. I've done it. Like, oh, I've done this. It's like, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Slow your roll, Dina. <laughs> Don't be an asshole. Yes. You've accomplished <laughs> cool things, but like, hell no, girl. Yeah, we all, we all do it. Like, yeah, yeah but you've got, you, you got to check yourself. Yeah, and have good people in your corner to check you when you're like getting a little cray. Amen. It's all about that. The people in your corner who will keep you humble if you're not right? keeping yourself humble. For <laughs> That's sure. awesome. And then, you know, kind of speaking about that growth, you know, um, with your, like with your business, what is a business goal that you accomplished? And speaking of growth that you never thought that you would have been able to. Now you look back and you're like, wow, Dr. David did that. Oh God, you know, that's like, it's like a crazy question. Cause my life has been so insane. Like the last since over, you know, eight, nine years since I've been doing this, but you know, I like most other people that get into this industry into aesthetics, they start very, very small because mm-hmm. it's it, you know, the overhead is ridiculous. You know, just purchasing the Botox to inject in someone's face. Like I started with having two vials, you know, cause I couldn't afford yes. it more, you know? <laughs> so it's like, you do what you, what you have to do in order to make it work. So I had started very small as most of us do, mm-hmm. um, renting a room from a, a dear friend and, uh, or she has a, a big salon and spa. Mm-hmm. And I just said, I'm just going to give this a shot. 
And um, I was working at the time, um, I was a National Health Service Corps scholar. I was working at inner city um, area in um, southeastern Massachusetts mm -hmm. at a community health center. And wow. while that while I was doing primary care women's health, which I'm still passionate about in a, in a different way, but um, you know, I knew long term, it wasn't going to be something I was going to be able to do. One, from a practicality standpoint, mm -hmm. I live on an island and I had to commute to get to work. That was, I had baby, you know, at the time I only had one child, but I had, you know, my nursing child with me and I'm trying to commute and do all this stuff. It was very difficult, but I, I did it for about seven years. Um, but I knew long term, it wasn't going to be something that I, I could do. And that I, I probably very emotionally, it was, um, I'm very empathic. I'm a Pisces. So, you know, all the Pisces out there can totally water signs <laughs> can get that. But, um, you know, I took on a lot, um, emotionally there. Cause you tend to kind of just, that's just how we are. Yeah. Um, I, so I just knew it, it would, I wouldn't be something I could do for the rest of my life. Um, so I don't mean to diminish my experience because it was incredible. And this made me the provider I am today. Uh, but that definitely planted a seed that like, I need to do something that is a little bit more uplifting. Um, and, um, a friend of mine had recommended, Hey, Dina, have you ever thought about maybe taking one of those Botox classes and maybe, you know, doing something like that? There's no one here on the island that's doing it. And I'm like, Hmm, okay. So let me do, let me look at this, you know, consider this. And, and I did, and I, and things just went kind of crazy. So, um, so again, so I, I rented a room, a, a from a single room, mm -hmm. didn't even last six months, and I was already growing rapidly. Wow. And so I rented another space that had two rooms and had um, the help of two of my very dear friends, one that was doing clerical and one that was a nurse that was kind of doing some you know, other stuff for me on the side, and I was training mm -hmm. to do some stuff. And then things just exploded mm -hmm. for me. So I had to look at other spaces, and now we've grown to a facility that has Geez, I've even lost count. I think it has eight treatment rooms. Like, wow. I'm not even like I'm like trying to count. Yeah, but we've you know grown and expanded to to ways that like I never thought would even be possible. And I haven't been doing this like what like eight, seven, maybe seven, eight years. Yes, it's not, like, it's not like I've been doing this for twenty plus years like some of my colleagues. That's so great. So it's crazy. It's it's just crazy. So I guess if you know looking at like what I think my biggest thing is, it's just bonkers to me that we were able to grow as quickly as we have and have as many loyal supporters, um, mm -hmm. you know, that definitely expand. We don't have just people on the island. We have people that come from all over. Wow. You know? it's, so it's really cool. And I think, um, you know, a lot of that is because in the summertime, we're a very seasonal community. So oh yeah, we have peeps that are coming from, you know, New York, DC, Florida, LA, like all over. So then mm. people have gotten to know us over the years and they come to see us. And some of them even wait to see us for everything and they get their things done in the summer. Oh, wow. And so then they're going back for their Christmas and everything lifted and gifted. We, yeah, we've been crazy. <laughs> and then, um, and then just, you know, with doing things like Instagram and stuff like that and putting mm. myself out there, people have been finding us from, from all over too. So, you know, I think that's multifaceted as, as far as how we're kind of really became on the map, but Yeah. That's so cool. I love that. And kind of like speaking about that, because you have, even when I first met you, I was like, wow, this is the most approachable doctor that I've ever met in my life. And, and it's like to be a doctor of nursing, that's like so much hard work. Like, I don't know how you guys do it. You guys are intense. I don't know. But, you know, 
I know something that has brought so many people to you is like just that, that aura. And I know you have something you call the divine experience. So I just want you to kind of tell, you know, some of these providers that might be listening or people who are thinking that they might want to start their business, what goes into the, the divine experience? And, and how did you even think about crafting an experience for your clients? Okay, so I'm going to kind of backtrack a little bit on that. To, so when I first started my business, um, it was Enhance, or the Center for Cosmetic Enhancement, which we shortened to Enhance. Mm-hmm. Um, we had gotten, not to get like too into anything, but um, I had to change my name because it was, there was other people that had um, had like copyrighted the name, the, the term Enhance. So several years back, we actually were forced to change our name, which was like really disheartening to me at the time. Cause <laughs> my god like what the heck you know all this stuff and you know it's just it's divine intervention if you will how things work out because I just thought of this name popped in my head I'm like divine and that's it's like that's literally the core of how I want people to feel you Mm -hmm. know the moment they walk into the door and not that doesn't end the moment they walk out our door that it just kind of continues they just feel this this just sense of you know, height and and warmth and light. And that's sort of what we, what we always try to cultivate here. So of course we rebranded to divine and um, it was the best thing ever because it's been, we've been able to sort of create this, as you said, this experience for people. So I'm going to kind of, we talked a little bit about that before. So I'm going to kind of add on that is, you know, the, the whole experience, it's, it's more, it it starts well before they walk into your into the door of your mm-hmm. of your facility. It starts from them looking on their website. It starts from them talking to people that may have come to see you before. It starts from them doing their Google searches and considering what maybe they can do to help themselves feel better or to fix certain things that are bothersome to them, et cetera. That's when it starts. Mm-hmm. So you have to create a feeling. Yeah. It's all about creating a feeling for people. Mm-hmm. So kind of going back to what I was saying earlier about making people feel that level of comfort and relatability, that is work that's weighed in gold. Mm-hmm. You can't fake it though. You can't just listen to what I'm saying and say, oh, well, you know, she's saying you need to be this way. Yeah, you, you, but you need to be who you are at the core. And some people may relate with you and some people may not. And that's fine, Yeah, you know? And that's totally fine. And you only really want to, attract those people that you're going to be able to relate with because it's reciprocal, right? Yep. We've all 100%. encountered it, whether you're in this, our industry or whether you're in different industries, we've all encountered people that for some reason, it just kind of doesn't mesh. And that's totally cool. That's fine. And there's going to yep. be people that, that relate better to them. And that's cool. So you want to make people understand what they can experience, what they can expect the moment they walk into your door. Yeah. And then the moment they do walk into your door, you make, you almost surround them with, and not to get all woo-woo, but like you almost want to like surround them with that aura, with that light of who you are. You want to make sure that they're feeling that level of comfort and that just, you want them to feel safe is what it comes down to. Because coming into a facility like ours, you know, some people, yeah, sure, these millennials, I mean, thank God for them. They've really put this type of stuff on the map. Um, <laughs> you know, it's true in the, in the Gen Zs, that's great. But there's some people that don't feel comfortable, you know, coming yeah. into it. They almost feel like that, some shame. And, and almost like they, they, they don't feel like they should be there. They're hiding it, you know? Mm-hmm. So you want people to feel safe. What does that mean? Different things for different people. You know, you have to meet people where they are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
and I have a, I'm, I have a pretty good sense and my whole team does is for, is kind of how people are. The moment they come in, we kind of get a sense for where they're at and you meet mm-hmm. them there. You know, I, I'm not going to sit here and say, walk, someone walks in the door, they you do a consult and I know what they would benefit from, but if mm-hmm. they're not there, I'm not going to recommend that for them. Exactly. If I, if yeah. I, they're not in, they're not going to consider at this point an injectable no, I don't want to scare them. I don't want to off. I don't want to make them feel off put and mm-hmm. and kind of you know reach do back steps because of things I'm saying might not feel good to them or might not feel comfortable for so whatever reason. Not ready for it, yeah. yeah. And it's not my place to judge. So it's mm-hmm. like you talk to these people, you figure out sort of where they're at, you feel where they're at, mm-hmm. and if the only thing they're ready for at this point is a facial, then that's where you start and that's where mm-hmm. you meet them. Yeah. Um, you know, I I have to say, and I'm pretty sure I probably told this to you when I met you. Um, a few years ago, I had gone to um, a conference, and I'm certainly not going to name any names of anyone because I, I do respect her in a, in a in a sense. But she, you know, she was talking about her consultation process, mm-hmm. and this was a big part of why I feel strongly as I do about how we practice here, because people were asking, "How do you approach your consultations when you meet people? Like, what do you do? How do you say? How do you upsell? How do you this that?" That's all important as being a business owner, but for me, I find being human is is takes precedence over everything. Mm-hmm. So, this woman had said, "Oh, well, I just you know have them sit in front of me, and I just don't let them leave until I tell them everything that's wrong with them, so they <gasps> so they know that I can fix." So they and people were like nodding their heads, like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And she her her thought process was, and it's not wrong; it's just not what I resonates with me. Um. But she's just like, I want people to know what I can do to help fix that. And I'm like, in one side of my brain, I'm like, okay, I get it. Because it's education. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't know what they don't know. Like, I get that. Mm-hmm. But, like, no. My whole thing is I want to empower people to feel like their best self, right? Mm-hmm. I am not going to plant seeds to someone. So Maybe what's wrong someone... with them? That's kind of scary. It's kind it of is. a position of power in a weird way, I would say. So, like... If someone hasn't seen, like if the glabella lines, if these frond lines don't bother, like if someone, some, some people might not notice that, might not see that, doesn't bother them. I'm not going to point that out to them. Mm. If someone didn't come to me saying, oh girl, this thing, like, I just can't with these lines, you got to do something about that. I'm not, I will not. And perhaps some people say that's bad business, but I don't really give a shit because that I am not here to make people feel like shit. I am oh. here to help make people feel better about themselves. Wow. And that is what I think the core of what's missing from this industry is there's so many people that are looking at the almighty dollar and not practicing with that mindset. And it's sad to me. It's so sad. Mm-hmm. I will not, I don't care. So there are some people that I will, I would love to do a lot of skin work and do some resurfacing and all kinds of stuff, but they only come to me and they only want me to do their lip filler and they don't, they don't feel there there's anything wrong with the the rest of the lines on their face. And that's mm-hmm. fine. That's it's interesting, not, though. It's not my place to judge, girl. I will make skincare recommendations, you know, mm-hmm. at home things that they can do to help improve the health of their skin. Mm-hmm. But if someone isn't in a, isn't, doesn't feel that there's anything that they're feeling negatively, like I, I want to make them empower them to feel better about what they look in the mirror. And if they don't see those other things, it's not my place to point them out. Yeah, and be like, oh my goodness, your lip is sagging, or this, or that, or that, and I want to fix you. That's kind of, no. and, and that could be, you know, that's like I said, that could be a very 
quote unquote powerful situation for a provider to be in. And so the person could leave their office feeling like, wow, if I don't get this and that done, I'm not going to look like my best self. And yeah, that's not a, ne- a great place mentally for anyone to be in. And it's it was funny. Cool. I was talking to someone, um, another nurse practitioner, and she was talking about, you know, just the mental health aspect of the beauty field. And it's like, there needs to be a lot more because, you know, people, she was talking about how people come in with like dysmorphia and things like that. And, and you have to actually tell them, stop. And, and it's like, so there's like a position of power in the beauty field that you're in. You could almost break, make or break someone's psyche in a way. It's um, really intense, the, the, the power that we hold as providers. I think any type of medical provider has a sense of power over their patients, if you yeah. want to look at it in that way. Yeah. But it's our responsibility, yes. our ethical responsibility mm-hmm. as providers and doing, you know, taking that oath of, you know, doing always what's right for our patients mm-hmm. to be honest and to be you know, do what is best for them and pointing out all their flaws and feeding into that inferiority mm-hmm. or that complex that they have, mm-hmm. that is not doing anybody a benefit except for your pocketbook. Yeah. And that is something I can, I cannot stand behind for sure. Yeah, that's true. Cause I, I've heard another person say, you know, if you're going, if you're going to nursing school, just you could become a, a practitioner or of the Botox and fillers and things like that. Like don't do it because it's like, she, she was saying like, you know, you need to be in the hospitals. You need to be helping and actually caring for people. So you actually understand what the heart of what you're doing is. And that's what you're doing, doctor. You know, you're caring for people. And it's like, people are sometimes going in this for the wrong reasons. And it's scary, but as in every field, there's the good people and then there's the people that are not so great. It's so true. It's so true. I know. And then, you know, kind of speaking about your people and we're kind of winding down to the last couple of questions, but, you know, what do you believe is your, you know, your most inspiring client story? Something that like you think about it now and like you could cry. Oh God, we have so many and, and seeing people back and, and other aesthetic providers can attest to this as well. Um, but you know, when you see people back in their follow-ups, they're my favorite, mm. they're my absolute favorite, especially uh, the virgins, right? <laughs> like for people that have never oh, had, like you know, yeah. <laughs> seriously, girl. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize to everyone listening. We're so wild right now. Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, like my Botox versions, my thread versions, my filler, like those are, they're so amazing, you know, mm-hmm. to see them back because, or even when, you know, even whenever you just hand them the mirror for the first time after you finish what you're doing, like just like the jaw drop, like it's like, oh, yes, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just such an amazing feeling. A couple that really stick out to me was um, a woman a couple of years ago. She had actually come to us um, for a service that we offer, but it's not one of our most popular was is vaginal rejuvenation. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was struggling. She actually came not for a cosmetic improvement, but for a functional improvement. She was having a lot of incontinence issues, leakage, mm-hmm. um, dribbling and all of that kind of stuff. And she had she was like, you know, I don't really know what to do, Dina. Like, I, I feel like I, I can't go anywhere without wearing pads and all this stuff. And I said, listen, we can, this is an option. It's not, you know, it, it's certainly not surgery. I, you know, always recommend if there's having a functional issue or a physiological symptom of something going on, always get checked out by your primary care, by specialist, GYN, whoever, you know, whatever it's involving first. Mm-hmm. But this is certainly something that can help. And so she decided to move forward. We did vaginal rejuvenation treatments on her. Mm-hmm. And a couple of months later, she came back and she's like, this is 
she actually did a video testimonial for me because she was oh. in such awe of, of how life-changing. She said, she said, this literally is life-changing. I can leave my house without, she called her diapers. They weren't diapers, they were pads. But <laughs> she's like, I can leave my house without diapers wow. and I feel like I can be myself again. And I was like, oh. wow. Like, wow. And that's just, you know, kind of sums up the, the impact that we make on women's lives, on people's lives, because they're not all women that come here. Mm-hmm. Um, but the impact that we make on people in a different way than traditional medicine is, is unbelievable. It, absolutely yeah. unbelievable. And, and every day, it just, it, it feeds my soul and it feeds my desire to want to just keep doing what I'm doing here. Um, because it's, there's, there's nothing like it. Really, that's so amazing! Wow, that because your sexual health, you know, or your feminine health, all of that—that's the big part of who we are as women, and that's like a game changer. That's that's amazing. That's beautiful, and yeah, you know, um, another kind of question I have for you. So, your practice—you you you guys um, offer so many things, and I know one of the big things that you do, and I see you flying all around the country, you know, jets and whatever. Um, but you know, you're a PDO thread trader, and and then also in your practice, you also have a store, and you do merchandise and different things. So, if you just tell a little bit more about the other ways that you're establishment provides value for your clients beyond the medical side and tell us a little bit more about how you got into PDO threads and becoming a trainer nationwide. Yeah. So um, in terms of divine and kind of cultivating that entire experience um, to kind of go back um, a little bit also on that previous question um, was understanding that maybe not everyone is necessarily a beauty client per se. Mm -hmm. So we, that's where we kind of shifted and started offering some wellness related services. So we do you know, massage, we have uh, new calm, we have IV infusions, um, mm-hmm. all the whole gamut of, of wellness related things. Mm-hmm. We have a beauty cafe that we have crafted. We've partnered with a um, local juice bar and mm-hmm. we've created actual beauty, we call them beauty potions. Mm-hmm. And each are, um, each is, um, has ingredients and adaptogens and, and vitamins and antioxidants that help address um, various different skin conditions. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we kind of have that aspect and then we have an apothecary. So we have a whole store with different, um, self-care, wellness, clean beauty items. So, so we kind of wanted to make sure we, we had an umbrella, right. And we wanted to make sure that anyone would be able to come in and find something that feels right for them. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so there's that. And then, um, did I answer your question? Yeah, you did. Okay. okay, Go ahead. (laughs) So I just, I'm like trying to like think about, remember, I don't want to forget anything. So, um, and then in terms of the thread thing, you know, I, the moment I saw the threads and this was about maybe six or so years ago, mm-hmm. um, I was, I saw them and I was like, this is really something they really weren't here. They were, they just come over to the United States. They've been done in, um, you know, Asia, Europe for, for decades. Mm-hmm. And they kind of just kind of trickled over here about at that time. And I had gotten trained and certified in them. I'm like, there's really, this is really something. This is like going to like shake up the industry. This is, this is cray. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I just kind of like took a hold of it and they're sort of like, I'm sure you've heard the whole, you know, niches make riches, if you will, yeah, or, yeah. you know, the, the, if you're a jack of all trades, you're a master yeah, of none. Exactly. My organ teachers tell me that. 
you know, and it, but it's really true. So it's like, not, I think it's great that there's some people and some providers that like are just amazing at everything. Mm-hmm. You know, they do the lasers, they do the devices, they do injectables, they do threads, they do all these things. That's awesome. That's not me. I can't do that. It's like, I picked a few things that I do because I know I can, if I focus on them, I can do them well. Mm-hmm. I don't even touch any devices. I have the nurse, my other team does all those things because yes. it's like, I can't do everything and do mm-hmm. it confidently well. So I've chosen to focus on injectables, but really the threads. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of, you know, what I've done because I really want, there are so many providers out there that are getting their hands on threads and really have not had adequate training which to mm. me is paramount when you're learning a, a new skill that has so many nuances and so many things that can go wrong and potential complications. And that's why if you Google it, you'll see all these horror stories. Yeah, those happen because people have either been using products that are not FDA cleared or, or you know, that don't, aren't really the safest products to use, or they just don't know how to use the products appropriately. So mm. for me, training my colleagues and training other professionals on doing this procedure is really, um, is so important to me on, on a personal and, and professional note. So I, I definitely dedicate a good portion of my time to going all over. Um, I'm the lead trainer for um, PDO Max and the owner yeah. of that company, Giovanna McCarthy. She's a, a very dear friend of mine. We got very close over, you know, the time I've been working with her. Mm-hmm. She, I guess, saw something in me that I don't know, <laughs> my passion or, or what it was about the threads, but you know, she'd asked me to, to do, you know, be her lead and I was happy to do it and I, and I love it. You know, it's just the whole different aspect of, you know, it's almost like when I do my work here, mm-hmm. I'm touching the lives of like, you know, in a profound way of mm-hmm. everybody that I work on, which yeah. is incredible. But when you train, girl, it's like, you're not only touching the life of the person that you train, but you're mm-hmm. touching the lives all the- of all the people that they work on. So it's yeah. like this it's insane. Like you're just like spreading your sparkle and your glitter everywhere. And it's just like, yeah, like that to me. Yeah. So I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. I'm so lame, girl. I'm like spreading sparkle everywhere. What it is, the sparkle and glitter, the twirls. I mean, you know me, we're all about it. (laughs) As I grab my shiny coffee cup. I know that doesn't have coffee coffee cup. Guys, she's lying. <laughs> that has vodka in it or something. Like, let's be honest. Cheers. Cheers. I know it's the day before the day first, guys. But I'm start- I- we're celebrating early, girl. It's we January. are. We are. And by the time I listen to this, it's going to be way into January or February. But, <laughs> you know, last question for you is for the woman, because, you know, I'm all about women's empowerment and making sure that, you know, women feel that they can do amazing badass things you know like woman like you and my question for you is what is your biggest word of advice for you know women who are coming into the industry who want to own a med spa business wow okay so I owe so much of where I am now to my mentors just there's just no bones about it you have to have good mentors. And when I say good mentors, I don't just mean like someone that you took a class with. That that really means nothing to me. I mean, someone that you can reliably call that, you know, genuinely cares about you mm-hmm. and your success almost as much as you do. Mm. That is, that is so important. I cannot emphasize enough. You have to have at least one you know, preferably a couple, but if you, you gotta have, you have to have those people in your corner. And sadly, I mean, you know, as well as I do, 
not everyone necessarily wants to see you succeed. And some people view, view others in our industry as a threat instead of an ally or, you know, um, and, and a, uh, uh, colleague yes. it, it is, is, disheartening in of itself just avoid those people mm -hmm. they have no they have no business in your circle keep them away because you got you know you, you have a steep hill to climb this getting in this industry is not easy mm -hmm. and i don't mean to say that to discourage anybody getting into it but it's just knowing what to expect mm -hmm. and having people that you can link arms with yeah. you know having a couple of people you can link arms with that you know will help support you like if you're like oh shit like i don't know if i did this right i'm freaking out like their face is getting like whatever is happening someone that you know you can call that will mm -hmm. help talk talk you off the ledge wow yeah it, it is that sure. that that number one that is number one and i stand behind that 110 percent. and i have my mentor still you know like yeah. that i reach out to sometimes still like it just because I've been in this for as long as I have now doesn't mean I know everything we talked about yeah. that earlier mm -hmm. I don't and there are still times I reach out to these people I mean Gilde when I mentioned to you about yeah. the Fred company she she's a huge not only a professional mentor but a personal mentor you know and I have yeah. something going out it's like oh my god listen to this shit Gio like what <laughs> what, what, do, what do I do you know, you gotta, you gotta have your girl squad, man. You gotta have those people. Yes. You know? Or even male allies. I, my, my mentor. I'm is, sorry. Is I don't mean to discriminate. Don't mean no, to discriminate. No, we're all about women's empowerment here. Yeah. However, there are many, you know, male allies that also help us in our respective industries. And yeah, mentorship is so key to succeeding and growing. Yeah. Always. So I agree with you a hundred percent. And so, my God, girl, I'm so thankful that you took the time to kind of talk to our audience today, talk to little old me again. And, you know, everyone wants to know, like, if they don't know already, how can our listeners, watchers, readers, how can they find you? So Instagram, I would say, is probably the best way. Um because it's just like the more like authentic type of thing. Um, but my Instagram handle is the divine doc. So uh, the divine doc. Um, and divine is D-I-V-I-N-E. I can't tell you how many times not to like sound condescending, but like so many people spell divine D-E-V-I-N-E. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's not, that's not me. <laughs> You're like, no, no, it's, that's not it. So it's D-I-V-I-N-E doc, the divine doc. Awesome. That's great. And I'll put all your contact information where you're located, everything in the in the show notes. But again, it's been so great having you. It is New Year's Eve. Get it popping. And just like you, I'm hoping everyone strives to be their best selves and be divine. Oh, 100%. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. We'll have, to do, this, we'll have to do this again, but like in person. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because I'm kind of, I'm kind of over the whole Zoom thing. It's like yeah. you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I'm like appreciative. Thank you, God, for like the whole. Thank you for this technology that we have. But like, but yeah, it's time. It's time, girl. It's time. It's time. <laughs> like what you heard? Please leave us a review. I appreciate you listening and your support. Follow us on Instagram at Plan Life Happens and comment on this episode's post. Also, I appreciate your feedback and ideas. Improving is the name of the game. I'm Leslie Tracy, your host. Thanks for listening.